called me a curly bitch. You seem happy. Yeah, I'm doing better today. I didn't do anything in particular. I did my same normal morning routine of wake up, go on a walk, do yoga, daven, meditate, yada yada. You look cute as fuck. You look super like fucking like boss girl you got the boss girl look going on right I now i just washed my hair that's my secret <laughs> oh man i want to look like a boss girl one day you already look like a boss girl oh my god thank you i was just thinking earlier mm-hmm. i mean we discussed this a little bit when we were discussing that gay psalm that i was reading to you gay psalm gay psalm remind me of the gay psalm aren't all the psalms pretty gay the one about like my flesh oh like yeah cries out for yeah. you yeah, and like yeah. my soul is like thirsty oh yeah like david really really wants it hard from hashem exactly and i was just thinking like every i just tweeted this so like i've already told the world but mm-hmm. every jewish prophet and every jewish poet knew how it felt to be overcome with devotion for a dude of whose intentions you were not sure like you didn't know whether he had good intentions, but you were just like overcome with devotion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I'm in noble company, I guess is all I'm saying. On the one hand, I totally agree with you. On the other hand, please don't gender God. Okay. Like not cool. Not <laughs> cool. Oh my God. Get over it. You heard it here first. Hava thinks God is male. Quote, get oh over my it. God. Unquote. As if I would ever limit God to one gender. All right. I think God's gender includes dude. I think God's gender is multifarious, numinous. Should we introduce the show? Oh, yeah. Hi. (laughs) Hi, how are you? Welcome to Hi, How Are You? The world's first queer Talmud podcast. I'm Chava, and that's Michael. (laughs) Ask me how I am. You have to ask. Oh, hi. How are you, Michael? I'm fine. I'm fine, Chava. All that for a fine. Yeah, the, the listeners expect it. That's what they want. That's what they're going to get. I know. You have to give your signature drone. Question for you. I was wondering if we should switch Mike's Jewish journey to be in the beginning and then do the Talmud at oh. the end. Oh. Just a thought. Why? I'm not against it. I just require you to prove it in a court of law. <laughs> I guess it's like the flow is like we banter in the beginning for a minute or three. Then we go to the serious Talmud and then we like kind of return back to this banter. Like would it flow better? Yeah. If we went it's banter? like a Hillel sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Hillel sandwich. But like would it be better if we talked and then we transitioned to like Jewish talk about Mike? Then we're like, okay, now the real fucking meat. I don't know. I kind of like that we go, we get serious and then like we give you some aftercare with Mike's Jewish journey. Okay, I do like aftercare. We snuggle you. We like give you some ice water. We put like a fuzzy blanket on you. <laughs> yes, a, a weighted fuzzy blanket, please. Yeah. All right. Okay. How am I, you ask? Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth, Hava. <laughs> uh, I'm well, Baruch Hashem. I'm preparing for a big Talmud Shior this weekend with Shalmala, the world's first queer online yeshiva that I helped start with my BFF, my Biffle, Binya Koatz. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a big class this weekend that I'm really excited about on Sunday. You can find info about it on my Twitter. Yeah, so that's cool. And then also... Here where I live, I'm helping organize a police abolition Shabbat protest this weekend. I'm not quite sure if I personally am going to go because I've been a little short on spoons recently. But 
I'm excited to be helping organize it, and I'm excited that the Jews of Providence are trying to get their drech together. That's neat. Yeah, it's all cool, you know, just trying to support the movement in whatever way I can. I've been excited to hear about the Seattle Autonomous Zone. I just heard the beginning mentions of Autonomous Zone. I still haven't gone down the Twitter <laughs> rabbit hole yet to find out what's actually going on yet you should definitely look it up everyone should look it up i'm really excited that people are trying to do that even if it seems like there are some challenges as of course there would be i'm still excited that people are making big attempts and Mm. yeah just trying to support the struggle you know making this podcast i don't know i feel like i'm making this podcast on the hope that maybe there's someone out there who listening to this podcast helps cheer them up and give them some nourishment throughout the week so that they can be ready to go back in the streets and fight for police abolition, you know? I like that. I hope I hope you guys are out there fighting for police abolition and if hearing our whiny ass voices makes it <laughs> <laughs> makes it easier for you like <laughs> If we can bring even a single smile to the face of a comrade, then we consider ourselves as having done our job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about Talmud? Where, where it's the big finale. Yeah, let's talk about Talmud. Okay, here, I'm just going to see if I can remember what the hell we did last week. Okay, we got, we have one school or one group of people who are like, it's not worth it to be alive. And mm-hmm. another school is saying, you know, it is worth it to be alive. And by worth it, they're saying they're using some word meaning good, which is actually closer to pleasurable. So yeah, so we had the big debate about whether it's better to be created or to not be created. And we left you on an epic cliffhanger mm. last episode. So this episode, we're going to resolve it. So back on Daf Elvin 13b, I will read you the text in the original Hebrew, and then we'll talk about what it means. Okay, so, First of all, they voted. That in itself is interesting. They voted and they came to a conclusion that it is better for man to not be created rather than to be created what how can you just vote on a on a metaphysical issue that's i didn't know democracy (laughs) extended that far that's a really unresolved question for me as well because usually when there's voting in the talmud it's maybe the sanhedrin is voting on bureaucratic matters, like who's going to be the head of the academy, or maybe they're voting on a halachic concern, like is this oven kosher or is it not kosher? As far as I know, and I don't know everything in the Talmud, I know a tiny, tiny little pile of knowledge, but as far as I know, it's really not common to vote on such a metaphysical issue. We debate metaphysical issues like this all the time, but to just decide it democratically is very, very unusual. I'm curious what the results would be if we did like a worldwide democratic election on all metaphysical questions, like what would triumph as the democratic metaphysical truth? Maybe because they're voting on it, it suggests that they don't really care or it's not as important as like if it's if it's a really important thing you wouldn't vote on it right if it's a really important metaphysical thing and you're like a jewish rabbi and you're a rabbi you're hanging out with your rabbi friends you would debate and debate and debate but you would never settle because like in some ways that's a form of hubris but maybe by voting they're basically implying 
don't really give a shit about the answer to this question. Maybe like life sucks. Maybe but if it you, doesn't. if you don't give a shit, then why come to a conclusion at all? Why not just leave it? Maybe give a shit is not the right phrasing, but they give as many shits about this question as whether or not an oven is kosher or not. <laughs> so figure out what that But whether or means. not an oven is kosher was like a huge issue. I mean, someone was freaking... Uh, excommunicated over that question of whether or not an oven was kosher. So how could they excommunicate someone over whether an oven was kosher yeah, and yet... Excommunication, not that big of a deal. Michael, uh, that's so wrong. Right, that's fine. so incorrect. Okay, you know, it was a reach. It was a reach, but I tried. Excommunication is a very big deal. Alright, fine. <laughs> Especially in the rabbinic era. Okay, it is weird. It is weird that they vote. I get it. I get it. Yeah, the, it's, it's very mysterious to me. I am still trying to figure out what motivated the vote i mean they were deadlocked for two and a half years so like that was obviously something but more often an issue like this is sort of decided by finding an authoritative source that speaks on the matter i wonder what generation within how do you pronounce it the tanium the tana or, or the the taniitic amoraic i wonder what generation the amoraic it took place in because i remember Rabban gamliel was apparently an asshole right and then the person that yeah. took over for him was like we're gonna put stuff to a vote because because the previous right. guy was I mean, a, a that dick. story about you know, drawing me into a complicated era, but the long and short of what I'm going to say is that this story about being divided on whether it's better for man to be created or not, my understanding is that it is occurring in the Tanaitic era, not in the oh, Amoraic era. Oh, okay. So it's occurring in the time of the Mishnah. And in fact, this story is contained in a Baraita, a saying from the Mishnah era that sort of didn't make the cut. Okay, okay. So I'm off by 100 years or so. Ish. You know, which in Jewish history, that's like, being off by a hundred years or so in Jewish history is pretty good. <laughs> All right, well, you know, whatever. You've got a wide margin of error. Okay, keep going. There's a little more. They came to the conclusion that it's better to not be created. Now that he is created, he should examine his doings. Or some say he should make a reckoning of his doings. The rabbis have come to this conclusion that it would be better for humanity to not be created, but since we are, we should examine our doings. And this part was in is a little bit funny because there's sort of two versions of the text. One is uses the verb yipashpesh and one uses the word yimashmesh, which are both very funny. But Rashi, the medieval Jewish commentator, sort of explains that one of them is referring to like, you should look at everything you've done and see like, whether you've committed some sin. And one is saying, like, you should consider everything you are about to do to make sure that it is, like, in accordance with the strictest standards of conduct. Whoa, okay, hold on. I'm still grappling with the fact that they said, no, better to not be alive. <laughs> Well, better to not be created, which I don't know what that distinction is, but like it is relevant. They don't use the word for living. They specifically use the word for be to be created. I want the exit polls on this. I want. <laughs> <laughs> You're worried about election fraud in the I, metaphysical election? Yes, yes. I am worried about election fraud. Uh, okay. Wow. That, that really. See, I thought we were going to go down the happy path and be like, oh, life is it's bad good to be created and i'm actually kind of delightfully pleased that we went down the mad sort max. of messed up yeah yeah mad max messed up 
path. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. It makes me wonder like how they understood this sort of resolution that they passed. What did that mean about their view of the material world? Like, were they transcendentalists trapped in a materialist body? <laughs> it seems like, like, quite literally, they were like, well, like, ideally we should transcend They were trans the is what you're saying. They're all trans. <laughs> uh, they were definitely trans. They were like, ideally we should transcend the material plane, but unfortunately that's impossible, so... Let's just become women. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, we should transcend the material plane, but um, unfortunately, that's impossible. So I guess all we can do is do mitzvahs. Like, oh, I came here to transcend existence and do mitzvahs, and I'm all out of transcending existence. Oh, wow. I don't know. It is very platonic. Say more what you mean by that. There's a metaphysical plane that contains the ideals of everything. Like, there's the ideal way to live a life, and there's the ideal chair, and the ideal... Uh, you know, whatever. There's the like right, the, the ideal, ideal to, Kava, the, the ideal, ideal Michael, yeah, which is right in front of you right now. And aspiring to these ideals is the lifelong quest. Very like Telos, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. And I can see how that is intention with kind of God is everything. Everything is just a different face of the divine. That sort of attention that I think is alive in the sugya, like when they ask whether it's better to be created or not created, they're asking like, is the material world a less perfect version of the spiritual world? Or is the material world a sacred expression of the spiritual world? And those are two very different theologies. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. On some days, it's one for me, and on other days, it's the other. <laughs> so, there you have it. Theological wishwash. You know, you got to admit your contradictions, people. That's how you grow. Right. That's what they say, I guess. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. I feel good about that as a wrap for our that felt good. little unit about Talmud and the Absurd. For me, it was about the absurd because I think absurdism is about sort of dealing with the philosophical precept that there is no transcendent meaning in the world. And I felt like that's what this sugya was doing. So that's why I entitled it Talmud and the Absurd. I think this sugya is wrestling with the possibility of the futility of existence. I like it. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Thanks, Hava. Delicious, absurd content. Mm. <laughs> I can't help myself. I know. Michael. Yes. How is your Jewish journey? Uh, Jewish journey. Okay. I did something very Jewish this week. Mm -hmm. I purchased a Jastro. Mazel tov. Yes. And a, a biblical Hebrew Aramaic dictionary. So listeners in the coming future months, perhaps I will be droshing up a storm for you. We'll see. It's true. In future months, you have no excuse not to look up words on your very own. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> that Jastro will become your companion. Mine is covered in cute stickers and falling apart, so God willing, yours will be the same way someday. Yeah, yeah. Well, one day, one day. Cute stickers aren't really my look. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> uh, okay, wow. There's a lot of subtext to that, listeners. Yeah, um, just let it just let it flow on. Just, just let it flowing. flow. Okay. Um, so you got a Jastro, that's exciting. Why did you get a Jastro? I want to seize Judaism by the by the horns. By the horns, if you will. <laughs> 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 oh my god. I, I want to be provocative. What better way to be provocative mm -hmm. than to learn the rules of argumentation within a discipline and then 
use them to find funny things. Right. The whole premise of this podcast. <laughs> basically. Much. Yeah. Basically. I mean, yeah, you really you really can't be effectively provocative unless you understand the system from the inside. That's right. That's right. I want to be an iconoclastic, paradigm-shifting, beautiful drag queen. Another thing I did that was very Jewish, mm-hmm. I, I also d- did some psychedelics. Oh, yeah, yes. For listeners who haven't listened previously, I did psychedelics for the Jewish holiday of Shavuot. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, you did psychedelics. How was that experience Jewish for you? It was very much taking the side of life is worth living, you know? It, it, that that mm-hmm. kind of put me in that mm-hmm. headspace. You know, connecting with the universe. I was thinking about, you know, loving kindness permeating through the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, wildflowers are beautiful. I, I gotta say. Yeah, I love... absolutely. You were thinking about the transcendent quality of loving kindness. That's definitely that's definitely God. That's definitely a God thing. I think there's a Jewish <laughs> there's a Jewish equivalent, right, of that of loving kindness. Yeah, Chesed. Chesed, okay. Is the word. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely love to go around in daily life and be like that's definitely God. Like that a cute dog, you know, or whatever. Just like, whoop, yep, that's definitely God. Good to know. If I'm in the right state, <laughs> I do sometimes do that. I walk outside and I'm yeah. like, this is God. And people think I'm crazy. I think I'm crazy. Yeah. Well, you're well on your way to the mystic sanctuary. Oh, I don't know what, to the yeah. lifestyle of a true Jewish mystic. I'm also sewing my own Joseph in the Technicolor dream hoodie. I don't know. That's kind of Jewish. <laughs> You're doing a lot of Jewish journeying. You know, I think something I like about this segment is that mm-hmm. it causes you to sort of collect your activities you do throughout the week and realize how Jewish they are. Yeah, yeah. It's a great remapping process. The power of framing. Control the narrative. You can choose the mythology with which you frame your life, people. You right. can do it. Let's put a bow on it. Let's wrap it up into filling. You let's, know? let's wrap it. Um, listeners, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Ooh. <laughs> and I hope you'll come back and listen some more. I hope that the Talmud and Jewish vibes that you got here will empower you in your work for justice. I'm going to have a different donation request this time. Please go donate to Amar El Paso. Amar El Paso is run by my friend Aranya, who is an indigenous Jewish trans woman, and she runs this organization out of El Paso that helps keep homeless folks of all different varieties fed and housed and safe. It's really, really important work where she is. Uh, So please go donate to her, and you can donate to her. Let's see. I'm going to get her Venmo handle. That's what she suggested I use. Looking for the Venmo handle. For the Ven- okay, please go donate to Amar El Paso. You can donate to them on Venmo at Arana Shadim. That's A R A N A dash S H E D I M. And I'll put a link in the description, or I'll at least put that Venmo handle. But go no- go donate to them. Help keep unhoused folks alive and help an indigenous Jewish trans woman keep doing her work for justice in the world. Otherwise, I hope you all come back and listen to us some other time. Buenas semanas, que tengas. You know, good week. And I'll talk to you all later. Talk to you guys later. Bye.